The Grow Your Group Show, Episode 4. Giving you the tools you need to recruit more people, raise more money, and change more lives. It's the Grow Your Group Show with your host, Mike Cooney. Today, I'm going to tell you the story of Bad Luck Shelley. Beautiful day in August, and where is Shelley? Shelley is at the local brick and mortar store doing back to school shopping. She's trying to find two inch post notes. She's going up and down the, the aisles, and she can't find them for the life of her. She takes to Facebook to complain about how she can't find them. Don't be like Shelley. Go to Amazon. Go through MikeCooney.net slash Amazon and support the show while you get that new backpack, those new notebooks, those trapper keepers. They make trapper keepers, right? Pens, calculators, new laptops, and everything you could possibly need to send your kid back to school. And you can go to the barbecue or the beach and take those leg pictures that people like taking of your own feet. Don't be like Shelly. MikeCooney.net slash Amazon. And now on with the show. You can find us on Facebook at facebook.com slash growyourgroup. If you like the show, please subscribe on the iTunes store or Stitcher or wherever you get your podcasts so you don't miss an episode. And if you feel so inclined, please, please, please leave me a five-star review on iTunes. It makes a big difference. The website is mikecooney.net slash growyourgroup. I have a regular blog that I maintain there. And if there's any topic you'd love to hear covered in the show, or if you have questions or comments, please feel free to shoot me an email at info at mikecooney.net. I would love to hear from you. So on today's episode, we are going to go over an article that I recently wrote. It's, I'm going to say it's not heavy, but it's important. And it's sort of how you sell your program. And in this case, how you sell scouting. This one's 10 reasons that I wrote, 10 reasons for signing your son up for Cub Scouts. And you should have something like this. I mean, you can steal mine if you want. I started as a Cub Scout in 1985, which in some ways makes me old. And my mom actually took me to the basement of St. Mary's Roman Catholic Church in Putnam, Connecticut, in a room that is no longer there. Uh, And next May, I'll be signing up my four-year-old son for the program. So when you're talking to families who might be you know, on the uh, on the fence or looking to get your message out, you want to have you know things in your pocket that you can tell them. And so here are mine. You can steal them if you want, or come up with your own. So my first one, or my, I'll start ten and work my way down, sort of game show style. Ten number ten, Bing. Uh, he'll try new things. Uh, the first mountain I ever climbed was uh, Mount Monadnock. It's actually the second most climbed mountain in the world after Mount Fuji. And now you know that the reason it's most climbed um, is because it's not actually all that difficult and it's relatively easy to get to from from Boston and New York and all those places. But when you're 10, for me it was a big deal. I remember getting to the summit and just seeing mountains forever. And you just see the world differently up there. And since then I've climbed an awful lot of mountains. I actually took my son and my daughter and my my wife uh, we actually drove the Mount Washington Auto Road, which is super cool, but I found it's actually a lot easier to hike. The 57 miles from Franconia Notch to, to the summit of Mount Washington than it is to drive up with a cranky two-year-old sitting behind you screaming the whole time. It happens. But Cub Scouts do all sorts of great things. My, one of my favorite things for new Cub Scouts is to get them launching rockets. And they could be model rockets where there's an actual fire and they shoot them off into the sky. Uh, they could be water rockets. Great part about that over the summer is the kids get soaked. Uh, they could be air rockets. Anything, the launching rockets, and the, you know, sort of, they're learning as they're going. Why does this work? 
Why does this go straight up into the sky? Why does this one crash? And there'll be lots of things like this. It could be the first time there's, you know, they'll learn to do things for the first time in Cub Scouts. You know, the first night staying over in a tent. Remember, you know, working on summer camp staff years ago and having a new scout, you know, convince the spider in his tent was going to eat him. But Cub Scouts is like the weather in New England. It's always changing. One week you're building birdhouses, the next visiting firehouses, getting on TV stations is super cool. I remember doing that when I was a scout. Actually went to WPRI in Rhode Island and I remember looking at the chair of the news anchor and seeing that he was sitting on three phone books because he was actually a lot shorter than we thought. Cub Scouts isn't one thing. When you look at, you know, this week is Little League World Series week and Little League is one thing. You're going to play baseball. And with Cub Scouts, it's everything. You could be doing who knows what. I mean, it's, you know, there's all sorts of stuff you can do. And every week it's going to be different. Number nine, ding. Uh, you get to experience Cub Scouts with him. It's a family program. For kindergartners and first grade boys, it's a parent and me program. You get to jump right in with your kid. You get to be silly. The two of you get to work together and go on adventures and have stuff work and not work. And you get to learn stuff at the same time he does. You get to be there when he does the impossible, like staying over in a tent for the first time. I mean, you remember the first step in his first word. Don't you want to be there for the first time he catches a fish or gets a word at his bear badge? You get to do that with him and to get that excitement. The world becomes new again for you when you see someone else doing it for the first time. And this is why we've got leaders who have been doing it for 60 years. Part of it is they love helping kids. But part of it is it just makes them feel young themselves. When you get to watch a kid do something amazing for the first time. And even better when it's your kid. So our kids grow up super fast. And these are moments that only come once in a lifetime. So, And we get to be there. It's a privilege. Number eight. Ding. Uh, he'll learn by doing. There's an old Chinese proverb. I think it's Chinese. I could be wrong. Google says it's Chinese. Tell me and I'll forget. Show me and I, re- I may remember. Involve me and I'll understand. Cub Scouts get to try things. They get to experience being a leader. They get to build things and go exploring and see what it's like at the TV station again. They get to go see all sorts of stuff. They get to do community service projects, helping out in their community. And as it turns out, scouts do 13 million hours of recorded service projects a year. They get to be leaders in their community and seeing how rewarding it is to actually help somebody else out, whether it's doing a trash pickup or helping with a soup kitchen or anything you can think of. You know, so they're doing things that are really important when they're nine. You know, letting nine-year-olds realize how important it is to, you know, be leaders in their community. And they learn that. Number seven. Ding! Cub Scouts will help him overcome shyness. I think on some level, everybody is shy. I know I'm shy when I start. I think I warm up eventually. Um, maybe remember, there's an old Jerry Seinfeld joke about being people being more afraid of public speaking than death. And the, the punchline is you'd rather be in the casket than giving eulogy. I spoiled it for you. Uh, there's only one way to get over that fear, and that's actually to get in front of people and perform and speak. And Cub Scouts get to try out performing in songs and skits in front of their whole pack or their whole camp. But even if they're not Olivier, you know they, they will be entertaining and you will find it cute, but it's so important for them to realize they can do things and have fun in front of other people. And, you know, at every point, everybody's going to get in front of a, ro- a room, whether it be, you know, in school or in college or on the job, and they're going to learn that and have that skill in spades. Number six, 
Ding! He will make new friends, and this is one of my favorites. Uh, a scout is friendly is a point of the scout law, and Cub Scouts learn to make friends. In Cub Scouts, the kids, you know, the kids from the big city meet the kids from the country, and we go back and forth. They can meet him at camp or day camp or any campery or anything like that. And the more things they go to, the more people they actually wind up meeting. Through scouting, I've gotten to meet people from all over the country and all over the world. Uh, one of the t- one of the things I got to do one year was I had a roommate at summer camp when I was working on staff was Shiko uh, from Egypt. And the biggest thing you get um, from these sort of exchanges is not how people how different people are. Well, they are different, but how fundamentally similar they are. Sure, you know, the first night we got Shiko to Eastern Connecticut and in the forest and dark. Shit was pretty intimidating for him because um, Egypt is not a forest, as it turns out. But Shiko was amazing at working with the kids and just a great guy to deal with. And we had, you know, he was about my age. Still is about my age, actually. And we had a lot of similar things we were going through in life. Well, even though he's from the other side of the world, he just became Shiko. You know, what'd you get for lunch? How was that? How's your day going? The only thing that was a little bit disconcerting was he got a lot of text messages from friends back in Egypt who I do not believe knew or realized or remember that he was on the other side of the world and there's a little bit of a time difference. So the phone kept buzzing at 3 a.m. But when you're a Cub Scout, your world is pretty small. You know, your family, your friends, your teachers, and the kids at school. And that's about it. Through scouting, you can meet people you would never otherwise come into contact with. And it might not be someone from, you know, the other side of the world, but it could be somebody from the next town or two towns over. And you realize, you know, hey, they're not quite so foreign. And, you know, they they can try and teach this in school, but unless you meet somebody, you really don't know about them in any real way. And that's something you get from Cub Scouts. Number five, ding, he will lose at Pinewood Derby. Every year, Cub Scouts build Pinewood Derby cars with their parents or grandparents. It's a fantastic bonding experience because – you know, we don't have Cub Scouts using power tools. They do design the car, and then the parent cuts it out. The kid sands it down and paints it, and they work together. And this is the point of the of the oppor- of the exercise. But the other point is that you know they'll have to learn sportsmanship. They will. They may lose. You know, there's only one kid can come in first. But that's. I mean, winning isn't the point of the exercise. There are trophies, but that's not the point. In life, we lose. We fail. We have to learn how to fail and learn how to learn from failure. It's a lot of saying the word learn there. But we need to be able to deal with how we lost. What did we do wrong? Did we do anything wrong? And how do we get up tomorrow and, and, and try again? I mean, that's resilience. That's character. You know, when we say scouting is a character building program, this is one of the ways we do it. So it's a really cool thing that you're going to get to be there to see. You're going to get to, you know, talk them through it and talk them through it when the, when the car comes in sixth. You, you can tell them that, you know, the guy I listened to a podcast, his car came in last. I'm pretty sure I finished, although my car did not catch fire. So there's that. But scouting is a safe place to fail. And we have to learn how to fail because we have to learn that through failure, we're going to learn how to win later. We're going to learn how to succeed because we're going to learn from mistakes. Number four, ding, it is remarkably safe. Now, despite what you've heard in the news, scouting has a remarkable record of safety and abuse prevention. The stories you're seeing are mostly from 20 and 30 and 40 years ago. The youth protection policies put in, in the meanwhile, prevent most of it. No adult is ever one-on-one with a child that is not their own. Every leader go, undergoes a full background check when they register. 
And each and every leader is required to complete youth protection training every two years. And you can take that training online yourself right now, even before you register your son as a Cub Scout. There are there's a whole guide to tell leaders which activities they should and should not be doing and, and at what age those activities are appropriate. And you can also read that yourself. There's a lot, there's full openness. Anything you want to know, ask and someone will tell you. Leaders are required to complete specific training before they take kids on certain types of outings. So the training to take Cub Scouts camping is called BALOO, B-A-L-O-O, which is Basic Adult Leader Outdoor Orientation, which you never need to remember. Um, and then there's OWL training to take the Weeblos camping, which is outdoor Weeblo leader training. And there's a lot of alphabet soup, which you don't need to remember, but you do need to know that the people are trained before they lead an activity. Um, and part of this is what, you know, the specific activity to go camping. And part of it is there's a huge difference between taking a seven-year-old and a 17-year-old camping. Huge in terms of what you're going to be doing and, you know, that you want to challenge the kids. So what's going to challenge a seven-year-old is going to bore a 17-year-old. Number three, they'll get great role models. Oh, I forgot to say ding. Ding, you might be the most impressive person on earth, but in in this life, we are limited. Everybody's good at something, and not every, but nobody's good at everything. Through scouting, your kid can meet and learn from adults from all walks of life. People have all sorts of jobs. They have all sorts of skills. They have all sorts of different ways of dealing with problems. And your kids can learn from that. And they can see the way you do things, which they will do naturally, but they can also see the way someone else does things. They can get strong role models, you know, people who are successful in life. And the best thing is that they're going to be dealing with and talking with these people in comfortable situations, which demystifies the success that they've had in their life. So they can ask questions. And they can ask these questions for their whole lives because, you know, you build these connections that don't go away. Number two, ding, remember at that time, Cub Scouts is fun. Cub Scouts giggle a lot. The one thing you can be sure of is that just about any Cub meeting you're going to go to, you're going to see kids having fun and laughing and giggling and running. And, you know, sometimes it looks like chaos and kids like chaos. So it's got to be a balance. I've always thought of Cub, Scout, of Cub Scouting as a big magic trick. A good magician shows you what he wants you to see while hiding what they're actually doing from view. This is how your grandfather made that quarter appear behind your ear. So the kids see the fun. They see the game. They see the Pinewood Derby cars and rockets and hikes and swimming and other fun activities and games. What they don't realize until later is that that whole time they were actually learning character and citizenship and fitness and self-confidence and empathy and leadership. They just thought they were having fun. Number one. Cub Scouts will improve his life. Recent Tufts University study tracked over 2,000 Scouts and non-Scouts in the Philadelphia area for over two and a half years and studied the changes in their behavior and their attitudes. And they did this to so they can control for attitudes and values for young people over the course of the study to get to knock down the argument that Scouting just attracts better kids instead of helping make them. And the study found that the Scouts had huge increases when compared to non-Scouts when it came to cheerfulness and kindness and hopeful future expectations. And in terms of trustworthiness and helpfulness and obedience, the Scouts were more likely to respond with answers like helping others and doing the right thing when they were asked what was important to them. The study shows that the program actually does what it claims to do. It does improve lives. It does build a character. It does actually improve the lives of young people, as it turns out. Repeating the values of the Scout Oath and Law really does have an impact that, you know, you getting a young man to stand in front of a room 
and say a scout is trustworthy, loyal, helpful, friendly, courteous, kind, obedient, cheerful, thrifty, brave, clean, and reverent mean something. They really do reflect on those from time to time. You know, what does it mean to be trustworthy? What does it mean to be friendly? The point of Cub Scouting is not to make the world's best nine-year-old, though that's a pretty cool side effect. The point is to prepare them to have well-rounded, successful lives. And that's what the program really does. It really does get, it really does prepare kids for life. Now we look at, you know, this is Little League World Series week, and you can see that some of the kids, I think Todd Frazier of the Yankees actually played in the Little League World Series and went on to have a career playing baseball. I know Jason Veritek of the Red Sox did the same thing. But the percentages of kids who play Little League baseball and then make a, make a living playing Major League baseball is really small. But with scouting, all these kids go, they go pro in life. If you're looking for a pack near your son, you can go to BeAScout.org. You enter your zip code, and it will show you uh, all the packs near where you live. Hopefully, there'll be a phone number in there, too. You can send them an email, and it'll tell you where they meet. Uh, thank you very much for listening to this episode. I hope this is handy for you when you're trying to recruit Cub Scouts or decide whether or not to sign your own son up. And we will see you back here for episode Five. Have a great day. Thank you for listening to the Grow Your Group show. Visit MikeCooney.net to subscribe to the show for free, and we'll see you next time.